Testing, testing, one, two, 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 testing, 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 three, four. California cash refund, please recycle. Testing, testing, one, two, one, two. I'm hosting this week? I thought Viking Exterminator was my idea. Was your idea? All right. Well, hey. Hello. My name is Alex Gonzalez, and with me today is my good old friend, J.E. And you found yourself at the beginning of 160. Well, Jay, at the beginning, is at the beginning of our podcast, We Are Not Game Devs, where we create video games that don't exist every single week. But first, what have you been playing? Okay, thank you. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You made me feel bad. Like, the art direction's great. It's just that the graphics have gone so far with the release of the new generations that it aged quickly. Yeah. No, it's not that bad at all. Um, I'm glad... They see what I'm talking about. I think in single player, you'll find that the game still looks pretty because of the way the leaves and how everything's set up. However, the graphical, like the graphics just don't look amazing. Uh, yeah. Whereas I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn, which is just a PS4 version on PS5, and it looks way better. I complained during cutscenes 
about when I played it on the PS4 that the faces just looked fake. Looked like a bunch of um, people from Detroit talking to each other. And now... Now I've turned off subtitles because I actually do enjoy them talking. I don't mind it. I'm caring about the world a little bit more. Um, I think the world's funky. I think it's funky having um, bow and arrows being shot at these Zoids. But I'm here for the Zoids. And I actually like Aloy as a character. She's fine. Like, And I think I'm okay with that. Like, What I like is... I always take a soapbox in these pre-shows. Characters these days are so Nathan Drakey or V from Cyberpunk 2077. They have to have an edge. They have to have this, well, yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. And Aloy's like, I was a fucking outcast. I don't like to deal with shit. And I get the job done and I do it well. And I'm like, yeah, all right. I'm, you know, I'm down with that. Um, she doesn't stand out too much. She's not too edgy, which I like, and it works to its favor. So I'm cool with it. She doesn't get on my nerves. Um, in Ghost of Tsushima, it's the same. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. You have a downplayed person who cares more about, maybe I like characters that aren't so individualistic. Maybe, maybe that's it right now. But no, Ellie, Ellie did fine too. And so did Abby. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just tired of the edgy Fortnite kind of thing if you know what I'm talking about or everything that knockout city represents with their characters too oh yeah like like uh yeah or or the big, or the fun thing to make fun of is how in that press conference for that RPG, everyone was like chaos. I breed chaos. And so it's one of those where it's like, it'd be nice just to find a mild mannered person who uh, understands stuff. But so far, like in Horizon, doing great in it. Um, I'm finding usually with trees, I get a little debilitated with it because it feels like I don't choose the right upgrades at first, or I need to learn how the game plays. Huh? Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, but in this game, I'm finding it really easy. I'm actually finding it really easy to level up in games in general. So I've been having a good time with that. Honestly, what I've been doing is what I find super OP. You, oh, I'm early in the game, of course. I override an animal, and then I use that animal mounted to trample and kick the fuck out of all the other animals. And it works really well. I've upgraded it where it's 50% uh, longer that they'll stay with me and I can loot off of animals. So while mounted, I can still gather resources and loot bodies.
And they're also so damn edgy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can. I totally can. Um, yeah. So. It's. So. For me, it matters in fine movements. So dodging a bullet or parrying. That's where I can tell most between 30 and 60. When I'm able, like playing Ghost of Tsushima, having it at 60 it's so much easier to parry than it is at 30 frames per second. It just feels easier. I feel like I can see it better. It all makes sense to me. Um, and graphical fidelity, I can also tell too. When the graphics are bumped up, it looks a whole lot better. Final Fantasy is one of those games that's definitely on my list. I'm really liking Horizon, so I'm going to play that in Ghost of Tsushima first and beat those and then move on. But so far... That's what I've got going on. I've also been playing. Uh... Oh, you want to know about my Pokemon? So I continue to beat. Um, I played Sword and Shield. So I'm actually playing a mixture of Pokemon Sword and Shield and Black um, too. But I'm playing Sword and Shield and I was able to finish the Poison one, the Rock one. Yeah, where uh, it's 3v3, you have to fight fight five trainers in a row, and you're only allowed to heal your team twice. And they all have to be the same type. So um, I'm working on the normal type. and I, Oh, you know what? And I beat the fighting type one. So I did fighting, poison, rock. and um, Oh, and fire. But I'm cheesing it because I'm using ultra beasts that get stronger each time they defeat someone. So I go Gigantamax, or I go Dynamax. I use an ability that increases their primary stat and then usually kill that first person so they get two stat boosts. And by that time, I can use it again so they'll get a third stat boost. And if they kill that person, there's four of their primary stat boosts. And by then, they're fucking 
It's they're rolling. That's snowballing. Um, Pokemon's good. I want that crown. So you get a crown when you beat all of them that you can wear in game. So that's really dope. And it's making me use Pokemon I've never used before, which I really appreciate. And luckily for me, I have 9,999,999 yen all the time. So I'm able to buy just proteins and carbos because I'm literally taking Pokemon that I think would be good, maxing out their stats and then leveling them up and then getting them geared up and ready. It's been fun. Uh, probably Final Fantasy VII Remake sounds good to me. Um, by that point, I kind of want to go into Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Uh, although, it, we'll see. Because at that point, I also want to pick up another multiplayer game besides Knockout City. Um, so, yeah. And I'm going to have good internet. So, I can do Apex. Um I should probably do a fast-paced shooter to get ready for Overwatch 2, which I'm going to go hard in and stream for. Probably, probably. Um, Apex is a little fast for me, so it's going to have a bigger learning curve than I like. I'm better at arena shooters. That's that's my jam. Is is it more of a strategic thing versus a twitch? I don't know. Oh, okay. So that's the Left 4 Dead one. Um, I'm definitely going to try to pick that one up. Uh, that's a fun one for sure.
Yeah, Mario Strikers and such too. Not Mario Strikers, Mario Golf. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think it's very fast-paced at all. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I'm probably going to adopt another multiplayer game in the mix and see. Yeah. So that that's definitely um, up the alley, and I'm going to be wanting to play once I move out to uh, North Carolina playing some games with you that way because I miss doing that, and I uh, miss that aspect of gaming, which is fun. Can I? 
can I tell you that like I almost like I hate Fruit Ninja in a sense because um my first girlfriend uh when she broke up with me she was like oh yeah like I'm playing with some friends and stuff and I knew it was a guy that she was interested in and she was like yeah like we're playing like Fruit Ninja and stuff games I'm like fucking Fruit Ninja and ever since I'm like people are like do you want to play Fruit Ninja I'm like anything else fuck Fruit Ninja it's okay. It's not great. It's gr- it's okay. It was cool for the time because it was new for what it was doing. But like other games, all I'm saying is you can have Fruit Ninja or you can have something like uh what was that one game that came out on the Vita that uh is purple in its color scheme? And you're swiping, and it's better than Fruit Ninja. Yeah, fuck yeah. Severed's way better. No, it's it's a better game. So I wanted to tell you, um, Apple Arcade actually gave me a free month free. I downloaded it. I played Round Guard. Really enjoy Round Guard. Wish I could have talked to the developer about that game. Oh, it's all good. Um... So I downloaded Skate City, Sonic Racing, and Round Guard, and now I'm downloading the other game per your recommendation. So, yeah, so we can we can play together. Uh, I'll be looking for you on there, and we'll have a fun. Oh, the fuck? Okay, well, I guess we'll play, and, and I'll come back to it. And I got Skate City, too, which is really satisfying. Yeah, fuck no. Hello and welcome. My name is Alex Gonzalez, and with me today is my good old friend, J.E. And please remember, we are not game devs. How are you doing today, Jay? I wish they had a Digimon game on there. That's great and all, Jay, but we have so many games to play. In fact, we can't talk about these games today. Today we are creating something new. Every week, we are not game devs. We create a new exciting video game idea that we have always wanted to play, but do not have any knowledge or know how to create the wonderful experience that is video games. And today is my honor to present We Are Not Game Dev's 160th IP. Okay. You don't have to tell me anymore. I'm in. I'm in. All right. Now for this game, I am creating a game where you play as an archaeologist. Uh, no, a paleontologist. And you're in a job site. And as you're brushing around, you come back one day 
because you find out that corporate overlords are going to take these bones, this big discovery you just found, and you want to go back and take pictures of it to document it. And as you're brushing around at this big discovery, the ground falls out from under you. And what you land in is this oil. And as you think you're going to die and you feel yourself going to the bottom, you drop through again. And you land in what is this lush world where you find these dinosaur skeletons that have become reanimated and are moving around. And now you're in here trying to craft weapons and trying to survive while avoiding some of the dinosaurs and maybe using others. Now, what this is based on is what you found is that these bones were all in the oil, but what happened was as their flesh and the bacteria create oil, they would actually fall down and would be so heavy that they would actually go through into the core. From there, something in there is bringing them together and making them animated once more, and you need to find out what. Or you just need to fucking survive, honestly. I mean, you can find out if you want. What do you think? I want it to be uh, I want it to be a third person action game where you have to craft you don't have to craft all that much, but you're kind of roaming around and I guess it's a little bit of survival because you're avoiding these dinosaurs. And what they run off of is marrow. So when they kill something, if they kill a bony dinosaur, they crack open the, dinos- the dinosaur's bones inside to, see- to drink their marrow and eat it. And they would do the same for you and any other living creatures in order to keep themselves sustained and living. I want the dinosaurs to look fucking awesome. I want there to be a d- bunch of different bony dinosaurs. I want this to have um, different effects because... Yeah. Nope. Nope. Exactly. Yeah. And. Yep. Been there. Perfect. And it doesn't have to be just dinosaurs. I want it to be all manner of extinct animals from different places in the past. So depending on where you're going through this um, place, imagine journey to the center of the earth meets night at the museum meets kind of like a horizon zero dawn. But instead, you're a modern guy or girl going through this and you're going to find things like sloth bears, saber tooths woolly mammoths they're not woolly anymore and um all manner of creature now what i need is a good complex story and some kind of uh way to play this game i think it'd be cool if it's survival based where you're sneaking around you're clamoring um i think that you're gonna have to definitely look around, maybe find other explorers who had been here 
maybe you find Darwin dead here and you find like a knapsack that has a hook shot. So then you can swing from place to place and go from there. I want to make terrain, uh, traversal fun. I want to make looking at the dinosaurs interesting. And maybe you're carrying a journal and you just want to absorb data on these uh, creatures. Holy shit, that'd be kind of cool. Is yeah, if you if you were also undead at that point too, that would create some cool gameplay uh, characteristics. And. And I want the end of this game to be as you're as you're covering more clues and as you feel like you're discovering this lost civilization and kind of figuring out more and more about the world, you stumble upon an actual encampment where there's like a town of these people who have been living there, who some are flesh, some aren't, and you see it all happening. And maybe like the babies are skeletons and that's how it ends. Exactly. Mm hmm. No, I, I want it to feel more um, weighted, like uh, more of a first person story here. I don't want there to be, uh, I want the weapons to be different in the sense that I think it'll be cool if you have a hook shot, if you have something like bolas, which are basically, it's um, a rope between two weighted balls that you can then throw and it links around limbs, but would be great for bones, right? And I think... Uh, that would be a great addition as well as maybe some other things so that you're mostly um, trapping. A hammer and a shovel, right? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a hammer would be great. I think it'll do something like you're setting up a trap using your shovel, maybe your bolas and some other um, weapons along the way. And then like as a piece of like, let's say you, you trap a leg, you would then run over and hammer the shit out of that leg until it bursts and gives you uh, nourishment and replenishment. And then you're chasing down this thing that's now a little bit more debilitated. 
Uh, I think that I still want there to be a couple of things in the game that you can't touch. Like, obviously, like a Tyrannosaurus Rex that you'd have to avoid that's, like, constantly roaming the level. Yeah. Yeah, one of those, another moment where maybe throughout the game until you get stronger in that first act, there's uh, a group of four or five raptors that are chasing you. And that's what propels you forward into the town, you know, as they like they're the they're the main narrative device that keeps you going. I'm imagining imagining like a steamy, humid jungle so that there's like. um, But it's going to look different in the sense that. So I think what um, you and I are kind of on the same wavelength where I also want it to be where there's going to be like small lava pools, but what I want there to mostly be is bioluminescence so that there's different, that the trees and the stalagmites are glowing differently because there's bacteria and like different worms and stuff that glow. Yeah. So they're glowing algae, glowing worms, glowing, um, fungi and even then if there's certain animals that maybe because they're gathering tar they're able to glow too because they're able to use that tar to light it on fire for uh, defense reasons and stuff like that And you can have like, yeah, and you can have a bunch of different sea creatures that are absolutely huge, whether that means, you know, you're going to have like a crocodile, which has lived forever, um, you know, massive whales and stuff of that nature, where you could even start seeing things like, um, imagine a creature that looks like War of the Worlds, where it has really tall, skinny legs that um imagine like 
what would be like a fleshy spaceship with three or four eyes on top of it that glow bioluminescent, like a nice, like light blue. And you see it skimming along the water and it looks kind of small, almost the size of a table. And then as you see it emerge on land, it gets freakishly tall as it has these legs that it has actually been walking on the seafloor with. And then it just has like these dangling, like pink glowy things that tries to like wrap you up and kill you. So different stuff like that. Just weird creatures that you can kind of use where there's no basis for um, what they are. And we can use anything that we've seen in history or things that are um, mythological. Wyverns, dragons, they can be in this. Things that people have cre- like have um, thought they've seen, most definitely. We can even start doing hybrid mixes where some of the bones mixed together in a different way and came back to life. Oh, you know what you could do? What if, because you're made out of bone, you can incorporate different pieces into your own body, but something, not not anything too crazy, but something like, for instance, um, like webbing for hands and feet, like from a sea creature so you can swim faster with maybe like a dorsal fin like bone on your back. So then you're able to move through water easier. And then I'm even thinking like, uh, like a, like back glider from like different, like prehistoric lizards. So then you can glide from place to place, making it easier for you to traverse. And you can even do things where like you can adapt claws on terrestrial ground so you can dig and make traps faster than your, than your shovel would.
That I like that. All right, and I think that would be great. That way you can choose um, how to, what you want to kill and what you want to incorporate and what you want to eat so that you can become a kind of a chimera through the game, but not overly crazy, but something that when you meet the townsfolk, you're like, why the, why the fuck do you guys all look like this? And then they'll tell you and it's to survive. No, I'm, I'm, I'm glad with where we're at with it. I like it. I like it. All right. What kind of music are we listening to? I wanted um, somewhere between creepy sounding, creepy sounding orchestral music with um, like creepy wonderment. We're not apex predators here yet, but you're kind of like this world is still something like it's your dream come true in a way. As you are this paleontologist falling in but it's also like a nightmare realized at the same time so what does that translate to music a cello no two dread a cello and a flute Yeah. Mhm. Mm like a little bit of awe in there. All right, and just so we both we're both here, we want this game to look good, right? Like this game's gonna look nice and realistic with pretty graphics. We want this thing to to be looking good. Mhm. Mm Dripping tar off bone and flesh. What's great is because of carapaces and everything, unless you want to make it so, there isn't really going to be bugs unless the bugs are just like grubs full of tar, which I think is fine. Like not a, like a flaw, not, not in the traditional sense. So I'm thinking exactly. Or plant life that can draw out and and hold it. Yeah. All right. 
Right. Oh, yeah, because they don't have, yeah, they don't have the sun. And maybe that's what you have to deal with, too, is it isn't really an oxygen-rich environment the same way. So maybe your first adaptation would have to be some type of breathing apparatus or um, biological evolution. So this leads me, obviously, to say that's going to be a $70 price point game or $60, full, full pop. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. That works for me. Perfect. All right. Let's get that timer out. We're going to name this game. Nepali. Oh, Bezelbub. Yeah, but that's, I like that, but that's not exactly where we can go with it. I was thinking like, if you want to go that route, because then people would be like, if you were to play the game buying Lucifer, you would expect something of that nature. And then, yeah, so you'd get all the way to the end and you're like, okay, there it is. What about like Underworld? That. Um, I just wanted to call the place something, but underworld works perfectly because it still, it still works with your ending where everyone would freak out and people would think they're, you know, he's from hell, but it's the underworld. Whoops. Well, it'd actually be perfect if you called them Lucy and it's a woman because I think Lucy was also the first hominid or Neanderthal found. They nicknamed it Lucy. I hope so. Yes. All right. Would this be a game you'd want to play, Jay? Do you think this would be fun?
Oh, hell, yeah, send you a sacrifice. Most definitely. All right. I Obviously, this is a Alex-ass game. This would be something that I'd have a ton of fun playing. Not only are there animals, but there's evolutions. There's exploration. It's just basically a love letter to myself. So, that being said, what game studio do you think would make Underworld the best? I'll go first and shoot off the hip. Santa Monica Studios. If they had, if they had a little pet project similar to what Overwatch was for Blizzard... If they were to make something like this, I think it would be splendid and the fan base would rejoice. Another great one. They know how to do archaeologists, paleontologists, and then they'd be able to um, do the kind of uh, instead of doing Last of Us zombies, they'll be doing more of like creatures. That, that, that works great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, most definitely. And then uh, I was thinking if you want this game to look really crisp, yeah. I was going to say Blue Point, but they're, they've only done like remakes up till now. Yeah. No, definitely. Hell yeah. And with that, our 160th IP has gone gold. We hope you look forward to this experience that will probably never release. You can write to appoundgames at gmail.com if you have anything to patch into the game we create today. Also, give us feedback. We're still learning how to make this show better, and your feedback really helps. We have a Patreon. If you'd like to back our ideas, please head over to patreon.com slash wearenotgamedevs. Patrons receive episodes two days early and an extra podcast at the beginning, which you caught the tail end of our conversation at the beginning of this episode. That's patreon.com slash wearenotgamedevs. If you liked our show, why not subscribe and give us all the stars on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, Spotify, YouTube, and more. And if they ask for a review instead of reviewing our show, become your inner game critic and review Underworld, the video game we just created today. 
Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next Friday with another new IP. My name is Alex Gonzalez. Thank you, and please remember that we are not game devs. That'd be dope. Yeah. Or, yeah, that could be something in the sequel where the tar, like, comes to life and starts taking over animals and, like, kind of putting an over shield on top of them. So now it's, like, tarry. <laughs> Venom's world where, where, he, where he lived and there was other Venoms that took over different uh, creatures. I like it. I like it. All right, we can either go straight through or take a break. Up to you. All right. Hell yeah. Never stopped. Okay, here we go. Recording. All right. Test, test, test. One, two, test three, test four, test five, test six. Fabric, perfumes, Febreze. There we go.
Dope. I like the idea. I like where you're going with this. There needs to be different sizes. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, most definitely. And I'm thinking about having it set up where you can aim it towards different people. So there's a small screen screen aimed towards kids, a medium and large screen. Large screen would be for like innovators or uh, different art pieces or installations and medium screens being for someone who wants to go camping or enjoy the great outdoors, but do so with uh, maybe a screen or something like that. Uh, we could even have these where... Um, uh, market purposes will have them set up in maybe different races and sporting events so that way advertisers could then take up more advertising space in a stadium by having them floating I always I always come up with the way to make these ideas terribly capitalistic <laughs> to get them funded yeah Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, I, and I think great for the military. So, um, another thing is if you're deploying and you're at a base camp or something and you're setting up a camp, these can show up and then maybe they can readily, like you said, through Bluetooth and whatnot, or, um, a more secure network, they can communicate with each other, download data, and then able to show that data in real time. So if there's different forces in different places, militarily, you can all be looking at the same thing. I'm sure there's already data like that, but maybe this would help it so you could deploy it without a power source or without um, stable ground. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
And I think what this is also would be good for is um, places, for instance, like Japan, where space is at a premium. It's a very population dense island where in apartments, they already have it where they put away their beds and then pick them back up where they have tables that fold down and then fold back up. Why, why have an entertainment center that takes up so much space when you can actually have a screen that floats and then you can put it back away and, and charge it at night? Yeah. That's true, like your own billboard, yeah. Yeah, I think it would lose signal at that height. And um, the other thing is you wouldn't be able to take it like in an airport unless it was like put away in its box in your luggage. So if you have it out, it, that's not going to fly. You would have to actually literally put it away until you get there because then you wouldn't want obnoxiously in your plane to have fucking 30 of these hovering around and all you hear is rotor blades like whirling. Yeah, we want it to be quiet, but it won't, but it won't be that quiet. I think um, this is this would also be great if uh, you wanted to train and have something active moving. Like let's say for some reason, um, due to circumstances, maybe your eyes, maybe bad eyesight, you can't do VR. But this is the next best thing where it's immersive without being truly immersive. Like it moves around you and you can play a game while not being completely and totally absorbed. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I like it. I like it. And I think these uh, also have good applications for use in races. For instance, with bad weather um, or certain races where you would try to put a stake up or try to put in things that rely on the floor to guide participants, it would be easier to set these up where they float, don't interact with the environment, and could stay there for quite a bit, letting people know this isn't the way you're supposed to go. I'm thinking, yeah, like um, food trucks, pop-up shops too, where you can have a menu or prices. You can have those just pop up right there. Oh yeah, no, that sounds fantastic. Plants. Yes. No. Photosynthesis plants. Drip drop. It was about the water cycle, too. If you have kids, tune in. Kids around 13 to 14 to 15, tune in. <laughs> 